Hi, folks. It's your pal Mike Shea from SlyFlourish.com and Twitter.com slash SlyFlourish here with another episode of Sly Flourish's Lazy DM Prep. This is a weekly show shot 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sunday mornings in which I use steps from Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master while preparing for my Sunday D&D game. In this case, I am running a homebrew Eberron campaign called The Second Morning. This show and the rest of the work of Sly Flourish is thanks to the backers of Sly Flourish on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash Sly Flourish, you too can become a patron of Sly Flourish and help uh, fund shows like this and help fund bandwidth costs and equipment costs and other such things that are, are required in order to keep shows like this going. So I want to thank everybody who is backing me on Patreon. And if you would like to back me on Patreon, that would always be a big help. So let's see. I am, uh, as, as many are, I have transitioned my games to being run online. So I am running on Discord these days for both my Sunday and my Wednesday game, and now an every other week Saturday game. And it's actually a pretty interesting transition uh, going from in-person to uh, remote games. Uh, there we go. No kitties today. It's loud out there. So, uh, yeah, so all of my games have transitioned, and it's the, the, the feedback on that is interesting. The feedback from players is interesting. Some players are like, you know, I like getting together with everybody at the game shop. It's really nice. But this is pretty nice, too. So it seems like there are good advantages to playing online. My Saturday, irregular Saturday game is easier because uh, typically people would have to drive from, from on far, yeah, from, from, from way out in order to get to my place. And now... Uh, we can all, as long as we can all gather around uh, our, our various devices and connect on Discord, we can play D&D, and we have. So I've now run, I don't know, a good number of games, more than, more than six uh, games online using these techniques, and they've worked pretty well. So yesterday, I actually thought it would be worthwhile to kind of capture my experiences playing D&D over Discord, and I did so and made a YouTube video of that in which I went through a few tricks for getting Discord set up, uh, setting up Discord as a uh, place to play D&D, and how to use the Avre D&D bot to connect to D&D Beyond, and to uh, how to uh, show maps. And I'm going to show a little bit of that today, too, because I have a map set up for my game today. And uh, that's actually one of the reasons I'm late is uh, I was getting ready, getting ready for that. So in our last session of this game, our players, our, the characters had gone down to Fallen. Uh, so all of the characters, when I get into the characters, you'll, you'll, you'll see more about them. But all of the characters belong to the Finders Guild. So they are a sort of a subsidiary of House Thrask. And they, uh, so House of the Rest gives them jobs through the Finders Guild to go find things. And the general theme of the, this campaign is that the Finders Guild is seeing a lot of movement from a lot of players across Sharn and across uh, Corvair that are all sort of fired up about something. They're all seeking something, things, right? They're all kind of investigating things. And it's up to the, uh, so, so the Finders Guild is like, we want to get there first, right? We want to go where the puck is going to be. So they're sending out their agents to kind of discover some of these things. And the characters went down to the ruined district of Fallen, down in Lower Dura of Sharn. And this is a area of Sharn where giant towers from up above have smashed down onto old temples. And they've smashed the temples to ruins. And now there's like crazy people that live down there and monsters and everything else. So um, the players... Uh, so the characters all went down to Fallen. They saw that there was a, a, a fallen angel down there, a, 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 what do they call it, a false idol or something like that. Um, 
that is down there creating a bunch of worshipers and doing a bunch of stuff. But they avoided that guy because he was clearly very dangerous. And they said, you know, that's not part of our job. And he looks very dangerous. We're going to leave him be. And they went to the ruined temple of Oram. Oram is the goddess of uh, god of wisdom and law. And they had heard that in that temple had been left a uh, tome of making. A tome of making is sort of a, a book of captured uh, information that uh, the House Kenneth had kept and, and recorded. It, it actually, some of these books of making, uh, Oran, I'm sorry, I said Oram, but it's Oran. You're correct. So um, they, uh, the, the, these tomes of making, there are more than one of them. And they're sort of, they're captured old magic that is used for artif- artificing, uh, creating artifacts and creating other such things. And it's supposedly based on um, magic that the giants of Zendrek had captured back when the giants ruled over Zendrek and built these ancient temples and stuff like that, that some of the magic uh, that they had created had been scribed in these books of making, these tomes of making. And they could be very dangerous because the, the magic that the, the giants were up to uh, was, could, be, could be dangerous magic. So the characters are, are as, we, as we ended last session, they had made their way into the, uh, the Temple of Oran, the ruined Temple of Oran. They faced and fought a few bandits and a few thugs. These are kind of mercenaries. And the thugs they saw had tattoos on their arm that identified them as either previous members or current members of the Emerald Claw. So they're like, huh, okay, Emerald Claw's down here. And they are going to, they, they are just at a door where they're going to walk into the further part of the dungeon. So uh, that is where uh, the game begins. Uh, we're going to jump over to Sublime here and take a look at our notes for today. So uh, who are the characters? We always start with who the characters are. And in this case, the characters are uh, Chi, it's pronounced Chi. Uh, who is played by Jerry, who is a scribing gnome artificer. Uh, father was a famous hero, uh, has a dodecahedron. She has a weird magical dodecahedron from her father. Uh, could this be a uh, Zendrek artifact? Perhaps. And it could be something like it'll open later. And when you're smart enough to open it, you will. Uh, and is a latent dragon mark of House Civis. Uh, we have Shift, played by Juliet. This is one of my favorite characters. Uh, a warforged warlock, Pact of the Undying, who was a human experiment, one of the earliest experiments of House Kenneth when they were creating Warforged. They were actually augmenting human beings rather than building them from scratch. And uh, so she is a one of the first uh, Warforged that is actually has a, sort of a human... Uh, you know, built on a human and uh, or built around a what was a person so has no organs or anything like that and yet is still alive and uh, they don't she doesn't know why she's still alive nor do her makers uh, she does regularly go meet with her house Kenneth rep to get upgrades and things like that that's sort of how she levels and uh, but she's missing uh, there was a period of her life a 24-hour period of her life that is missing and she doesn't know what happened during that during that time I don't remember when that 24 hours was uh, I should find that out. Uh, we have Saber, played by Brian, who is a long tooth shifter monk and former bounty hunter, uh, probably current bounty hunter that works for uh, uh, House Therask. And I haven't gotten much more background on him. He's more interested in kind of what his character can do. Uh, I have Shane Husk, Hobgoblin wizard, crime novelist. Uh, he wrote a best-selling novel about the Mornland. Uh, many people like it. Some hate it. And he's trying to say, like, hey, can I, can I do that again? Can I... Uh, 
can I, you know, bottle lightning twice? So he is kind of going around with House Thrask, hoping to get involved in, in being like in the, at the right place at the right time in order to be able to write a novel. So sometimes people recognize him. Other times they recognize him and don't like him. Uh, but he's kind of like, you know, Michael Connolly or Tom, Tom Clancy, that sort of thing. Nathan, you know, Castle. Ah, perfect. Yeah, Castle from, uh, from Nathan Fillion. Um, he's got a lot of background here that I think I'm going to probably trim out of this. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to, I have that stuff. I don't really need, I don't need it all in here all the time. Um, I like like one paragraph of backstory, you know, like one paragraph is good too much and too much is too much. Um, Banner, played by Joe, is another Warforged, a Warforged paladin of the Becoming God. He fought for years in the last war, became weary uh, with, you know, that weary as a, a uh, as a soldier for the, for the, you know, for, for humanoids and uh, became a follower of the Lord of Blades until he saw that the Lord of Blades was absolutely brutal and ruthless. So he left the Lord of Blades and uh, now he is um, on his own uh, working for House the Rask. And he's actually seeking the, the Becoming God. Is like a god of warforge. I haven't done I haven't done any research into becoming god. I should I should take a look at that. Uh, now they have searched Corvair for components for the he's he's searching for uh, components of the godhead uh, to try to put together this god. Um, Zoranthier is a tempest cleric storm sorcerer, which is funny because we had a lot of tempest cleric storm sorcerers in our storm in our in our last uh, Ghost of Saltmarsh game. Um, uh, Xanthier is a Mark of Storm half-elf, independent scion, wand slinger of House Lurandir, uh, but kind of something bad happened with an airship and he was blamed for it. So they said, you're going to, we're going to send you off for a while. Go, you know, go, he's going to kind of join House the Rask for a while and sort of get away from the family while the, while they're cleaning up his mess. And that is his character. So I have a solid, strong start today. And, um, the strong start is that they are uh, uh, they are about to kick in the door into a dice game. Uh, two thug or two bandits. Uh, we'll call them brigands, and they're really mercenaries, right? And a thug. They're playing dice. They're kind of snuck away from the main area, and they're sitting there and playing dice. And uh, it's kind of nice when you start halfway through a dungeon because you kind of know exactly where things are going to go. It's always it's always very straightforward. So um, I don't really have to worry about this. Uh, strong start is easy because they just had kicked in the door. So I'm gonna you know door bursts open is the beginning of the is the beginning of the the whole thing. Hey, my mom is here. Hello, mom. Uh, so I don't. You know, running the rest of this dungeon is going to be pretty straightforward. There's really three scenes. Uh, uh, dice game, uh, the uh, um, the Emerald Claw leader, and the, I guess there's three or four scenes. Uh, the Living Scorching Ray. Uh, and the Tome of Making. Uh, those are really the scenes uh, that that are going to take place. And um, let's see if I can show a little bit. I'm going to blow it up. Um, but for the time being, I think I can stick my little map in here. Maybe. Let's see if this works. Yeah, I can't quite get rid of... Um, 
I, I can't figure out how to get rid of this sidebar. There's no there's no view option for that sidebar, but I can uh, zoom in here a little bit, and I'll blow this up for a bigger one. So they're starting right up in this room here. This is where the dice game is taking place. Is in that in that in that room right in the center. Let's see, I can zoom in and show that. So they're going to kick in the door. This is um, um, uh, Juliet's character, uh, whose name I already forget because I suck. Shift. Uh, so that is Shift's character's token. I'm just using Shift's character to show where the characters are. They kick in the door. There's the Emerald Claw, uh, Emerald Claw mercenary, and then the two hired hired mercenaries that they've got. There's uh, a couple of paths here. Um, the skeleton here is actually a corpse, right? Somebody was burned to death, and they're just sort of leaving the body there, and they're afraid to go down these halls. That's kind of what you know. This is where these guys got stuck, as they're kind of figuring out, trying to figure out how to get past those, those uh, the, the the living scorching ray that's killing everybody. Uh, then, sort of the main group is here. This is our Emerald Claw leader, and these are his two uh, Emerald Claw bodyguards. And then there's a pair of uh, regular mercenaries here. So this is kind of a tough group. And there's two paths here. If we go smaller. There's two paths here that go around. Uh, they can pick either one, but there is this living scorching ray that's kind of wandering around this place and zapping them. Uh, and then in this final room here on the right is where the Tome of Making is. So that's sort of the the part of this map. And that I figure that this, you know, if we figure each scene is 45 minutes of gameplay uh, on the average, and you might even go less and say 30 minutes, then if I'm running a three-hour game, I need at least six scenes uh, to take place, uh, which isn't terribly much, um, but I don't have all six right now. I've got kind of four. Um, and I think they're going to – so return to the headquarters – and I think I want to spend some time having them decide how the headquarters is laid out. I think I'm going to go dig up a Dyson map for their headquarters. I'm really about the Dyson maps these days. And then the last uh, – is this all working? Am I showing all the right stuff? I can't tell. Yeah, I'm showing all the right stuff. Um, and then the last scene I think is going to be the dinner party of the Oron, right? And this is not to be com confused with Oram because there's two groups. Um, and I think, let me see if I can find it. I had some, uh, general campaign notes. Um, yeah, so these are my campaign notes that I've got going on. And in my campaign notes, um, uh, yeah, I kind of dig this, that they're, they're, they're going to go down the library. So, uh, one of their, one of the groups that they have to worry about is the Oram, the Oram, right? Which is sort of a council of a, a group of rich people that are known about. And I think they're having a party. Um, so um, there's going to be a dinner. I, I like the idea of sort of a, of, of a, of a party uh, of the Oram. And in this party, I'm going to introduce like all of the villains. Right, and I think it's kind of cool that like they they'll know like ooh okay who are the, who are all of these people you know and not all of the villains like the Emerald Claw Bone guy is not going to be there but um, I think a couple of the other I think there's two villains that I have in mind that I kind of dig two two sort of I don't even know if they're villains necessarily um, but I think they're definitely um, people that you know that that um, uh, I think that they're definitely people who uh, 
could become villains and certainly are are running parallel to the characters in trying to recover all of these artifacts. And um, I don't know if I'm ready to expose the lead that like these artifacts are all you know, people are trying to gather these because they think that they are critical. They think that they're the components required to build whatever the weapon is. And they're sort of trying to trace back the, 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 the weapon into these other artifacts. So, yeah, so I like the idea that it's time to kind of get out of the dungeon and clean up. And they're brought, you know, these guys are brought to the party to kind of be shown off. Like, hey, look, this is my, these are my field agents who are just down, you know, fighting and fallen to recover artifacts for, for you guys, you know. And I just wanted to, I wanted you, to, you guys to know uh, what's going on. And um, it's possible... Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm wondering whether or not House Therask recovered the Tome of Making so they could give it to the Aurum. Might be kind of interesting. And then later they have to go steal it back again. Right? And, and it may even be known that they're going to have to steal it back again. Um, I don't know. I'm, 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 toying, I'm toying with that idea. It's the problem when you're running your own campaign is you second guess yourself all the time. Because it's like, it's a lot nicer when I just have a book that kind of steers me in the right direction, even if I have to modify it a lot. But uh, in this case, it's just like, there's nothing that exists, and I'm suddenly making it all exist, and that's scary. But let's go with that. House recovered the tome of making to give to, um, and who is the um, Leto Skull is the person to Leto Skull of the Orem. Uh, and our patron, uh, Doris, uh, that Doris is convinced that the group is likely going to have to steal it back again. I kind of like that idea. It's sort of like, it's not even a question. Like, no, we're giving it over to them because they paid us. We're probably going to have to get it back. Um, many believe that the weapon of the morning uh, was built from old magic. Uh, someone, an unnamed person, and they may still be out there, they may not. Um, someone, uh, Leto Scal reminds you of Duke Leto Atreides. It does, except Leto Scal is very likely a bad, they're probably a bad person. Um, I think Leto Scal was my evil version of Marcus Brody. He's like, you know, he could actually be. Do you remember the the Nazi villain in um, uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade? You know, he didn't take my advice. Like, you know, I told him not to trust anyone and he didn't even trust me. So I think it's like that guy. Right. And I think maybe Leto is like, yeah, I work with everybody. I work. You know, my goal, I just want to acquire this stuff. I have these beautiful things. So I think he's a really good archetype. Um, Master Picel. I don't know who that is. Um, uh, someone from Sire. Uh, would it be Sire? Who would it be? So someone has passed, some, someone has uh, good evidence Someone passed along something specific. Uh, 
Someone passed along evidence that a second weapon could be built the same way the first weapon was built. And this is what has everybody fired up. So we think about all of these different factions that are suddenly really active. House Kenneth, Lord of Blades, Emerald Claw, uh, the Orum, and House Therask. That all of these guys got fired up. And they all sort of got fed the same piece of information, which is... We know, you know, we know what caused the second morning, and we we know how it was built, and it was built from old magic, and um, that old magic. So we need to recover that. If, if we're going to trace back what built it, we need to go get that stuff, and we need we need to go find the, the find the, the magic that did it. Um, so I think that that's kind of a a neat sort of seed for this. Um, Let's see. Agents, so Emerald Claw, mercenaries, and uh, monsters of Dask have been receiving payments to recover old artifacts. Um, uh, the King's Dark Lanterns. Uh, also seek these artifacts. Uh, they have a handful of agents already in the field. Um, uh, whatever the King's Dark Lanterns do is law. The actions of the King's Dark Lanterns is law. I like this, that they, they can, you know, they can question an old lady and burn her house down. And it's considered legal because they, they did it, right? They are given this authority. They are, they are conditioned so heavily to save Breland that the king has given them carte blanche legal authority to do whatever they need to do, which means they could be really dangerous villains. Um, you know, they could be really dangerous people if they, if they become unhinged. Um, so, and I think it's time to introduce a, uh, King's Dark Lantern. And I think I'm going to base it off of the villain from Serenity. I think he would be a really great, remember that badass guy in Serenity? Um, dude, dude from Serenity, King's, uh, Uh, he's a King's Dark Lantern guy, and uh, we need a name. Let's go to the browser, and let's link and links and names. Let's get a name for this. Gabriel. Gabriel's pretty great. Gabriel North. Northman. Gabriel. Uh, uh, something dancer. Grass dancer. North Cleaver, North Willow. I like North Willow. That's good. Gabriel North Willow. King's Dark Lantern, dude from Serenity. Uh, what um, peace requires? Sometimes peace requires terrible actions. There. So now we've got our King's Dark Lantern guy. He's probably going to show up at the party. He's probably, you know. He's probably going to be there at the party. 
what other secrets do we have? Uh, I have how many? Uh, three secrets to go. I always get stuck on the last three whenever I do secrets. Seven secrets are easy. Ten secrets are hard. And that's on purpose, that you really stretch when you're coming up with your cool ones. I almost always come up with interesting ones when I think about what the final three secrets are of, my, of, of what's going on here. So I want, I'm, and what I'm trying to do is build the threads of the campaign, right? Like I've got this campaign. I kind of know roughly where it's going and what's happening, and I want to sort of lay out these threads. Um, so I can place out that there's, uh, uh, there's still an active rail, lightning rail, that goes to the Mornland, um, but it is feared. Um, I have an idea in my head. I really want to do a cool uh, where they get on the rail to go into the Mornland, and it's like uh, Blaine the Mono from the Dark Tower. It is an insane AI. Like, it, what if the whole rail is essentially a warforged and it's crazy? And it, you know, you have to convince it not to just smash into the end and kill itself and kill you guys too. And by the way, it's constantly activating like spider bots and weird robots and shit to, you know, to mess up your day. So there's this like whole sequence and scenes on the lightning rail. I kind of dig that idea. So I think I'm going to plant the seed for that. Uh, what other seeds about the, the weapon and the morning? Um, there's, it isn't known who made it, right? That whoever made it, uh, I guess, yeah, one of the original makers of the weapon is still alive. Um, everybody's looking for him. And who knows who has him, Right. No one knows where this person is. Uh, that's a good one. That's a good seed. That's something they have to find. Um, I probably need a seed that's going to lead to like the next major part of this adventure. So if I look at my campaign notes, um, characters make their way to the libraries of Morgrave University into the restricted section to learn of one of the original makers of House Kenneth, uh, to learn of one of the original makers of House Kenneth and the dark secret that they found. Uh, this is like, I just, I just wrote, these are sort of guides for me to, you know, if I, if I don't have anything handy, I can sort of go with this. Uh, but I like that sort of this quote unquote chapter three and chapter four, these might be interchangeable. And the other one could be, um, that, uh, um, you know, they might, they might end up going to the cogs to recover another item as well. So, um, yeah, I think the seed is that uh, there's a restricted section in the Morgra in Morgrave University uh, beneath uh, the Morgrave University Library that contains a an artifact. Of the giants of the titans of Zendrak. Um, and I think, uh, uh, who is it? Leto wants it. 
Whoops. Leto wants it. So I think that's a good seed is like Leto is paying off House the Rask and House the Rask is driving the characters to go recover some of these artifacts. Uh, I'm going to cheat and there's another secret. Uh, about other artifacts. So this other seed uh, could lead to... I want to try the adventure that's actually in... I need to read it. But there's an adventure that's inside the Eberron book. And I'd kind of like to play that, even though like we're now going to be like two or three levels higher than it, which means according to the way Wizards of the Coast decides to tune their adventures, that that means uh, it's probably about appropriate for level three, even if they say it's for level one. So um, Twitch is twitchy. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so I'd kind of like to run that adventure. Uh, maybe the agent is finding the artifacts and the cogs with the Draconic Prophecy. I haven't decided. I don't, yeah. So there is the Draconic Prophecy. is a whole other line. I don't know if I'm going to grab onto that seed too much. I think I'm just going to focus on sort of the weapon. I think the Draconic, the Draconic Prophecy, I was just talking to a fellow on Friday about, no, Thursday, I guess it was. I can't remember. Uh, about the Draconic Prophecy as a campaign idea. And um, it was a really cool idea. Uh, I don't think I'm going to do it for this one, though. Uh, do you use a map, city and dungeon and guidings? Uh, do you use maps software? I'm going to show you how I do maps. We're going to get to that uh, right now, I think. Um, so let me let me quick run through other stuff and see if I have any issues here. So I think we're good on secrets and everything like that. Yeah, so let me talk about maps a little bit. Uh, my current map solution, I don't, my current map solution is to think of a place, and we'll do that right now. So um, uh, uh, what I'm going to do, so pardon the oddity for a second. There's going to be a little bit of a visual uh, artifact here as I go here. Oops, no, no, I didn't mean to do that. Oh, I clicked the wrong thing. Close. I do not need to be in Discord right now. Uh, I needed to bring up OBS, and we're going to go to my desktop. Oh, I know. That's really weird. Sorry about that. And we're going to go here. So now you guys can see me. I can't see the chat right now, unfortunately. Uh, but we're going to go look for a map, and I need two maps. And my go-to place for maps is DysonLogos.com. If you go to DysonLogos, sorry, DysonLogos.blog uh, is a great place to go. Uh, let me drop that in uh, uh, Twitch chat for everybody. Sorry about the weird artifact. So uh, I go to here for my maps, and I am lazy, as you know. And my way of handling maps as a lazy dungeon master is to go find maps online um, that serve my purpose. So an example was if I need a map, I already, I'm already happy, right? If I need a map of the underground chasms or caverns of the Morgrave University Library is one. Um, here's the Hydra Alehouse. This looks pretty good. Uh, I also need a manor, right? So the things I need right now are a manor or castle where the party is taking place. This is an Orem this is the Orem, this is Leto Scal's Orem, uh, uh, his house where he's having his party. Uh, this one looks kind of good. And then um, 
so I need what do I need? I need the house. I also need the place where our characters are staying. Uh, so I need their headquarters. Uh, and then I need um, oh here's a good one. Uh, and so let's see. I need where the characters are staying. Their their new clubhouse. And I want to make a map of that so they can kind of talk about what they want where. And then I need a manner where the party is taking place. So if the characters want to kind of explore around and see that, I want to give them a map for that. And then I need the undercroft of uh, the Morgrave University. I need the Morgrave University restricted section. So what I do, knowing that I need these things, is I then just kind of glance through these maps. And I start at the top and I work my way down. Uh, This one looks good. And I'm just kind of right-clicking and opening a new tab for any new one uh, that that works. Uh, A lot of ins in this one. Um, And I don't know if our group is going to own an in. Um, So Dyson has almost 900 maps on this site. And so I almost guarantee you, if you have a general idea of a place you need, look at that one, the Gardens of the Absent City, that's awesome. Uh, if you have a place in mind, very likely you can find a map here uh, that covers it. This one looks good, Temple Walk. Um, the Old Turnip Inn. I'm, I think I have enough inns at this point, so I'm not going to pick an inn. Dyson likes his inns. I need more of like a keep or a castle that, you know. See, you know, these places aren't really, you know, dungeony, right? Um this one might work for uh, the Undercroft. Uh, another ale house. Lots of inns. But you can see, like, he's got so many maps. And I just love these maps, too. Oh, this one's nice. This one's got, like, open areas and upper areas. That's uh, not bad. That's uh, another inn, though. So many inns. Um. coaching in I need more castles and fewer inns the Minotaur Inn when do I do so many inns Temple of the Seven Heretics that looks cool for later uh, here is um, this one's this one's good ah here's a manor uh, just gonna keep going a little bit and see what grabs me Rose Point Manor. This looks good, too. I'll just grab a couple more. A lot of th- Ooh, that one looks good. This one looks great, right? This is a this is a good one for the... What is this one called? The Seven Spires. Ooh, maybe we, I think we can steal that one directly. Just call it the Seven Spires is where it's taking place because it's all charm stuff. So I think that's probably good. So um, I like this as the under if, – if you want a smaller dungeon, uh, if we don't want to run a big place for the, um, for, for the library, this isn't bad. Uh, you know, kind of a lot of places to explore. This is one where you could sort of move the MacGuffin. Right, so it's like whatever room they check last. You could say like, well, it's in one of four places. The thing that they're seeking out is in one of four places, and you know which one. Which one does it seek? I kind of like this one a lot. So we're gonna grab this and just stick it in my notes. 
um, as a as a possible place. Uh, so then I need like their place. Uh, this one looks good. I like that it has a basement. It's a little bit like the um, um, it's a it's not bad though. I don't know. The problem is like, am I just giving them another? Um, uh, what's the um, the manor in Waterdeep Dragon Heist? Uh, this one's cool. Oh, this is Sky Bridges. Hey, look, this is Met for Sharn. So this is pretty cool. I think we're stealing that. Sky Bridges 3. That means he did two other Sky Bridge ones. Define those. Is there a Sharn 1 and 2? Uh, what did he, he had a link in here. Oops, that's the wrong one. Um, oh, look, and he's got an unfurnished one. Uh, this is great. Skybridge Nexus. What's this? Oh, look at this. Holy Dyson. Dyson, you're just, oh, what a treasure. I tell you, Dyson is a treasure for our community here. Uh, likes are in, that's another great big in. That's probably too big. Bang. I don't need that one. Uh, general purpose workshop and store. This is pretty good. This might be. This might be a good place for there. I like all of these. You know, the problem is I, I grabbed all of them. Um, Temple Y is too big. I don't need that. Uh, the, when, when did I click this one? I guess this is like my possibility for the under this. So this one would not be bad. Let's blow this one way up and take a look at it. Uh, so this one would not be bad as a, if I wanted to do a great big dungeon for Morgrave, if I decided that I wanted a, a big place for them to explore, this wouldn't be so bad, you know, that it's actually, I don't know why it would have these sort of naturally carved tunnels. I guess it would be like carved through the rock that made the tower that the university sits on. And there's a lot of, like, this would be a, you know, if I really want to run a big dungeon, uh, and maybe I'll just ask them, like, how big a dungeon, you know, do you like big dungeons? Do you like smaller dungeons? Do you like to get them through in, in a session or two? Or do you want two or three sessions of exploring a place? The problem with this one is like you got to rest and other things, and that's tricky. Uh, the castle, I think I decided – let's just take a look at the map here. Um, this one would not be bad as a place for them to stay as their headquarters. So maybe we'll stick that aside. I have too many now, right? Like I'm, I'm like, I like all these. And that's not really useful. Uh, this one looks like, oh, I, I think, yeah, I'm going to kill that one. Um, and I'm going to kill that one. So I'm not liking all these. Seven Spires I dig. And I think I like Seven Spires um, as the manor. So this is where the party's taking place. So I'm going to stick that one up front. So we have manor. Uh, this is the party. Uh, um, and I think seven spires is definitely what I have. Then, uh, character bases. Uh, and I, I like the, um, uh, the ale house and I like the general store. Um, and I think I like this one, didn't I? Yeah, I like this one as a character base. 
So those are three optional character bases. And then uh, we have the um, Morgrave. The Restricted Chambers of Morgrave University. And I have that one. And I have, uh, did I? Uh, yeah, that one's great. Um, I don't know about the other other cool things, right? These are my other cool places. Tomb of Gods, didn't I put that up there somewhere? Yeah, okay. I copied instead of cut. And yeah, okay. So those are, yeah, so I've got, um, I'm just putting these in there so I can see. So, uh, so you ask how I build maps. That's how I build maps. I go steal them. Now, uh, the question comes up, and like, how do you set these up for uh, uh, for play in um, Discord? And uh, I will show you. So I, I did it on my video yesterday, uh, but I found a little trick since then. Because of course, you do like a video and you shoot it and you cut it and then you post it and everyone likes it and it gets lots of hits and you're like, hey, I wrote a thing that is helping people. And they're like, you know what? I found a better way. So it's pretty minor. Um, but the better way is that you can go to um, docs.google. Oh, that didn't work. Docs.google. There we go. Go to docs. You go to uh, slides, right? And you're going to make the equivalent of a presentation. And you get rid of all this. And we're going to get rid of the theme because we don't want the theme. And let's take, um, let's take that easier one. So I don't need the tomb. Uh, which one did I like here? This guy. We'll take this guy, right? And the problem I had yesterday was that the Dyson maps are so big that you couldn't cut them right into Google Draw. But it turns out you can put them into Google Sheets. So here we go to Copy Image, right? I just right-clicked on the full... I opened up the full-size image. I clicked on Copy Image. And then I paste it in here. And now I've got a map in the Sheets, uh, in, in Google Presentations. Um, and I can, if I want, I can give a thing, call it uh, right the Margrave University restricted section. Uh, and if I want to put monsters in here, uh, what I can do, I am going to have to pop open Discord. Remember, I killed it earlier. I hope there's no secret stuff in my Discord channel. We will go to the Sly Flourish Discord channel. Hey, look, I am in the Sly Flourish Discord channel. Uh, hey, everybody in Sly Flourish Discord channel. So streamer mode, stay safe. Don't say anything you don't want to say. And I'm going to go into my bot test here. And uh, what kind of stuff? So they probably have animated armors, right? So I'm going to do token. Token animated armor. And I got my animator. And I just drag it. And I drag it into the browser. And I go into here. And I drop it. It says creating images. It creates it really big. But I can shrink it down and make a animated armor icon. And then I can paste as many as I want. So maybe there's like a couple of them, you know, in different places. There's like a couple guarding here. Uh, there's probably, you know, a couple guarding here. Um, uh, so, you know, I've, these are probably too many animated armors to uh, be real worthwhile. 
And I don't know what other low challenge rating, if there's, you know, what would other, if you were making a restricted section of the library, uh, you might have, so there might be uh, like a broken area and you have specters. Uh, we go back into Discord, we type token. This assumes you have the Avrabot installed or you can go to a channel where the Avrabot is installed. Drag it, drag it off to the browser, bang, drop it. And we've got a token for specters. And we are going to just drop, like, you know, a couple of specters are flying around the area, causing troubles. Um, maybe they're, you know, a bad. Wraith is really bad, right? Uh, Monster Wraith. Challenge five. Ooh. But one of them? Eh. Oh, life drain. Hit point maximum is reduced. This reduction lasts. If the target dies, if the effect reduces its hit, if the effect reduces its hit point maximum to zero. Oh, they're bad. I'm going to put a wraith in here. Put it down in here. Oh, that was the wrong icon. So in this case, we click this guy and we get the high res icon. I'll drop that in here. So I could tell because it didn't blow up to be real big. And we go dink. And we drop a wraith in there. Right? So now I've got like a battle map. And now the, the trick is you're like, okay, well, how do I show it? So you start off by saying, and I think it's Windows Shift S. Yes. So Windows Shift S. And I say like, you are, you know, let's assume they're coming down that stairwell. Uh, they can probably see this. And now that's in my clipboard. And if I go into Discord, and right now I'm just in my bot test channel, but I can just copy and paste it. And then the characters, the players can click on it. And that's they'll see that clip out of, oh, you, so you guys are in the center here and there's, there's your guys. And that works really well. Now, um, so I didn't have character tokens. Uh, one of the reasons I was late today is because I was busy making character tokens uh, over here. So in this case, I'm going to, um, all right, so I have my character token sheet. Uh, hopefully those stay as individual. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to copy the whole slide uh, over to this one. And now I'm going to grab, so we'll just grab, we'll say who's leading. And we'll say um, uh, Saber is leading. So I'm going to use Saber's icon. And I'm just going to say, these are, these are you guys, right? You will just use Saber's icon as the general icon for the characters. Uh, we don't have to put all the character tokens on here. And you might even say, like, these squares are actually 10-foot squares to make this whole place a little bit bigger um, instead of, you know, five feet. And, uh, again, you know, Windows Shift S, and we can say this is what you guys see when you come down. Um, and uh, we'll delete this one. Delete. Pink paste and now we say yeah the shifter icon is where you guys are uh you look and you see uh an armor that is standing sentinel sentinel style to your to the west and you see two others that are standing sentinel style to the east so you've created your own little fog of war this works really well in windows i had a little bit of a trickier time doing it on a mac because there isn't a nice lasso feature i did buy a little application on the windows app store that lets you do a lasso uh and it acted a lot like this one does so it was it was not bad 
uh, and it was pretty easy to do, but it pastes to an image locally and then you have to, you know, upload that image. Uh, it's really kind of handy that it drops this in the clipboard and then you just can control V and it pastes it right into Discord. That's a lot faster. So I think for my game today, I'm going to stay on my Windows machine and I'm going to do it just the way I did it. So that is uh, a way to do maps. Uh, I'm going to drop back to my, there we go, to here. Uh, and see what questions people had. Um, I've been using, I've been to Dyson logos as, uh, as suggested by you on your blog. Good. Uh, do you create your own factions? Uh, do you have an article on creating factions and how they work? No. And in this case, I'm stealing factions all from uh, Eberron. Uh, so I, I, and I recommend it. The, the villains chapter in Eberron uh, is there. Hey, Keith Amon is here. Keith Amon, sorry. Uh, came in late. Are those tokens you downloaded yourself or do they come with Avra? They come with Avra. So if you install the Avra bot in Discord, they are in it. And all you have to do is token whatever. It, I think it's all SRD creatures. So if you, um, let's see. Now you're going to make me go back to the other window again. Uh, desktop. Oh, sorry. Craziness. Um, so if we go to Discord, yeah, I think you like, you know, a lot of them are there. Token Lich. Uh, gives you a Lich. Token Glabrazo. Uh, you know, so you can get a lot of them. And, and the trick is like, sometimes you have to say like, okay, well, I have a not thing like a living spell. What the hell does a living spell look like? And it's like, well, elemental. So you might say um, token air elemental, you know, and that's like a good living spell, right? Or token fire elemental. That's another one. So, you know, for you, you kind of have to think, about what an image would look like for a thing that doesn't exist. For Warforged, you might, you know, if you have Warforged bad guys, again, animated armor can work. Um, um, yeah, that one works. Uh, another one is Shield Guardian. Um, you know, those those are good. Those are pretty good for Warforged, right? Like that that can serve, I think, when you need a generic Warforged token. And of course, if you don't like the tokens, you can go find other tokens on the internet. Like, you know, it's not it's not terribly hard to go find tokens. But I think it's just really handy that basically all the monsters in the SRD have the artwork from the monster manual uh, inside Avra, uh, and you can just you know, like I want to drop one of these guys. Let's say there's like a really powerful animated armor uh, that I want to put in in my thing here. I can drop in my, you know, maybe it's a large one, right? Maybe it's sort of like a shield guardian, but maybe not as bad as a shield guardian. And so maybe we, in this room, we have our great big guy who's defending the most dangerous stuff in the tomb, right? Um, it's so easy to sort of drag and drop it on here. Uh, and then and now we've got, you know, a map. And you say like, let's say the characters... Uh, decide they, they come in here and they open the door. We do our Windows Shift S and we just go dink. And we have our, uh, it's copied to our clipboard and we paste it in. And, you know, the character, the players can log in and go, ah, oh, so that's what the hell's going on in here, huh? You know, wild. And uh, they can see it. And they can see it. The reason why is like, well, why aren't you? I got a bunch of people that said, how come you're not using Roll20? And how come you're not reusing Fantasy Grounds? And the reason why is mobile devices. That uh, I have people in both my games who are using mobile devices. They really don't have the time or energy to learn a whole new tool. Uh, I'm not used to Fantasy Grounds at all. I have it. And I've used it a little. But I haven't used it much. And, and I don't think it ran particularly well on my computer. 
Um, and I've used Roll20 a few times, and I just I get caught up in weird hooks. One thing I've heard that really helps with Roll20, I've used it a little bit myself, and it's really great, it's called Beyond20, uh, which is a plugin for Chrome. And I believe that Beyond20 actually works in Discord as well. I haven't tried it, but I think it works in Discord. So uh, Beyond20 as a, an extension for Chrome might be a really useful extension for both running on Discord, but I know it's very useful for Roll20. A lot of people have switched over from using... Um, Roll20's native Dungeons & Dragons stuff to using Beyond20 um, so that you can bring up your character sheet in d Beyond, click a button in there, and it rolls the dice in Roll20. So very a very cool thing. Okay, I got to go back, and I'm sorry for the insanity again. Uh, so yeah, so those are all tokens of the Avery bot. Uh, there could be a homunculus spying on the intruders. Yeah, that's not bad. Homunculus is cool. Are you able to post these stats for just yourself as the DM, or is it instantly public? Um, yeah, so I talked about this in the channel as well. Let me let me go back again. Ah, uh, insanity. So um, let me go to my uh, su- Saturday uh, Sunday D and D game here, and uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a channel here called DM's uh, channel, right? And I'm going to restrict this channel, uh, and I'm going to say the only permissions are the DMs and Avra, and I guess we'll do Groovy. Groovy is my music my music app. I don't know if I'm going to use it. And everyone doesn't have read or send, but DMs have uh, read and send, and Avra has read and send, and um, Groovy has read and send. And we hit save. So now what we have is we have a channel uh, in here that is restricted to just me. So I can go in here and say um, Monster Thug, and it gives me my Monster Thug stat block, and I can use that while we're playing and not have to go flip over somewhere else. I can just, you know, I can just drop in there, and and I'm ready to go. This is a channel that you know I can use exclusively for me uh, to do that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I do recommend this, and I think I created a template. I created a Discord template. I think I did it for my Saturday game. If I go here and I go to um, uh, where is it? server settings and there is a server template channel yeah so i made discord D games uh so this is a template built on this current server that you can use to create your own D uh server so uh i'll paste that into the window i gotta go ah, insanity so you can click that and it will build your own Discord server with all of the settings that I just created, including a DM role and including all of the channels and the restrictions on the channels. So that, that can work really well. Uh, uh, Keith Alman has said he's been using Roll Advantage Token Stamp for just... Yes, uh, that is great. So I use Token Stamp too. That's actually... Token Stamp is what I use to create the character tokens. And that worked really well. Um, yeah. And uh, that works great, but... You know, if you just want fast tokens for monsters that are, like, going to get killed and you don't want to spend even five minutes making a token, I don't think it takes five minutes. But you still have to go find an image, save the image, go into the token builder, upload it, crop it, get it where you like it, save it, put it into whatever your your device is, is um, you know, whatever your device is or whatever you're using for maps. So that's a big multi-step process where the idea of, like, dragging a token from Discord into your map and you're done is so fast that it really works. Um Beyond 20 does have a Discord bot. I've got to go check that out. Uh, Beyond 20 is available for Firefox as well. Yes. So it's not just Chrome. It's also Firefox. That's great. Um, 
Keith Hellman says, uh, roll 20 character seats are terrible, especially for clerics, paladins, druids who change out spells daily. Yeah, I haven't used it very much, but boy, I get I get caught up in a lot of the roll 20. Um, there's a lot of details there that I get stuck with. So uh, my groups have found Beyond 20 very helpful. Uh, Fantasy Grants is great with published content. I'm using your lazy DM checklist and linking everything in Fantasy Grants. That's awesome. A lot of people, the people who pl- use Fantasy Grounds love Fantasy Grounds. It's very, very well received and people like it a lot. So yeah. All right. Anyway, that's how I do maps. Um, and I do, I, I think I showed it that, uh, for today's game, I'm going to do it again. Sorry. Uh, uh, da, 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 that I have a map for today. Uh, this is what I think I yeah, showed it already, but now it's showed the full screen version. So I have like, here's where the characters are and here's when they kick in the door. So what I can do is shift. I got to remember all the hotkeys for like zooming in and stuff. So today, uh, windows shift S uh, I will show, oh, God, I cut a little too much. That was terrible. Let me try that. Win, Windows Shift S. Uh, I know I went here. You've got to just draw that line around what you want. Um, so that is my, you, when they kick in the door, that is what they see. Um, let's see. Go to the Discord and just see what that looks like. Oh, let's get out of here. And let's go into my... Uh, Sunday D&D game and my new DMs channel just to see what it looks like. And so that is the map that I can send them. When they kick in the door, that is what they see, right? Uh, nice and easy, non-tactical. Like we're not talking about where you move and where you're positioned to. It's still sort of, I, I call this augmented theater of the mind, right? Or the hybrid approach, right? Which is we don't worry about squares or direct positioning. You just have a general idea of what the room looks like and what's going on in there. Don't worry about five foot squares. How many can you hit? You know, probably a lot. Like it's not a very big room. So um, the main thing is, like, are these five-foot squares or ten-foot squares? If they're ten-foot squares, those icons are too big. Um, But it can work pretty well. So uh, that works pretty well. Let's go back to Sublime. I really ought to have a better transition. Um, Has anybody tried Google Jams? No, I don't know Google Jams. Oh, I don't know. I think I saw something about it. So um, dinner party. The last thing I got to do today is talk about the dinner party and who's going to be there. So we know that, like, who are the important people that are going to be at the dinner party? I can make up a whole bunch. Oh, I need a house Kenneth, um, a house Kenneth person. Um, and uh, let's get a name. Um, names. Thanks names and um polydamria polydamria is a good name sometimes you'll see a name and it like doesn't stick but it's like it's enough so polydamria de Caneth is at the party and she is uh a sort of like the uh, uh, you know she's a family member Uh, no, she's the niece of the creator of um, Shift. Uh, so she's there investigating. So, like, you know, I don't think we want to introduce too many NPCs, right? And I probably ought to have uh, pictures of these guys. Uh, that's probably not a bad idea. I may... Um, Go grab some artwork uh, 
I may go grab some artwork for, for people. So I can actually show who these people are. That would be really good. That'd be worthwhile. Uh, I don't have time on the stream to do it, but uh, I will probably do it afterwards since I don't have to drive anywhere. Um, so I think we have uh, Paula Damriak de Canaf, Gabriel Northwind, uh, who says that he's a you know a representative of the king, but he's actually a Dark Lantern. Um, Murdo Gemsuther, I think she's gone. Um, and I think Gabriel is asking about her, probably to go kill her. Uh, Doris de Therask is their boss, and, and she's there. Lido Scala is there. Uh, is there a... Um, uh, so we have Lyra Willow Song. Um, she's probably there, too. I think that she was the one they met um, a while ago. Um... I think those are probably pretty good. Uh, Lido Skull is actually an Oni and uh, works for both Dr Dask and the Orem and is a member of the Orem Shadow Cabinet uh, and has been hiring Emerald Claw and Dorum folks to find uh, the Weapon of the Mornland and wants to give it to, da to Droam and to Dask. So he's probably the main villain that's going on here. And I like the idea that he'll just be introduced. Um, so he's probably represented by a halfling, a gnome. If you were an Oni, what would you represent yourself as? I think a gnome. Uh, I think that's a good one. So, okay. So I've got my NPCs. I really... Boy, I really need a cool magic item uh, to give that that the main boss guy has. Uh, in Breenland, everyone assumes gnomes are spies. Yeah, well, and they might assume he's a spy, and that's okay. But, like, they can't do anything about it. So that's pretty cool. Um, I had in here, last week, I had the crossbow that when you killed somebody with it, their body would completely disappear. Uh, I thought that was that was pretty wild. Um, but I, I, I think that that, I, I think, uh, Gabriel has that, right? I think Gabriel's got the, the crossbow. Um, this is last week's notes that I'm looking up here and, uh, like this would be so handy for Gabriel, right? Pistol crossbow plus one pistol crossbow flows, foes slain with a weapon fade and vanish without a trace. Um, he's a little bit James Bondy. Uh, he's an assassin. Uh, he uses the assassin stat block. Uh, so I need another magic item. Let's go to so many great web resources, uh, for running your games these days. We're really in a good, we're really in a good state. I tell you, like this whole, like, you know, the whole social distancing thing happening now, we're really lucky because if it was 10 years ago, it would suck. And now it still sucks for a lot of people. And I'm not downplaying how much it sucks for other people. Um, but the fact that we have such communication methods, that we have so many tools, that we have ways to play D&D &D online, um, we were really lucky that, uh, 
that 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 worked out that way that we happen to have you know that this happened now and not 10 years ago i wonder what it like if it happened 10 years from now who knows so treasure treasure hoard uh a ring of jumping a wand of magic missiles wands of magic missiles are always pretty great um is there a wand of shield uh i don't think so um so wand of magic people always love them some wet wands of magic missiles brooch of shielding Uh, oh, wearing this brooch, you have resistance to force damage. You have immunity to damage from magic missiles. That's not bad. Uh, and the main guy could be wearing that. It requires attunement. It's not a great item, is it? Because, like, force damage doesn't happen all that often. Um... But it would make sense why the guy walked in. I don't know. I think I want to get something a little bit more interesting than that. Uh, figuring wondrous power, how to disguise. Um, yeah. Uh, Crover, Crover Lord Lode says, I like the Wanda Magic Missiles because they dump the charges into a huge attack, and they're all about that. Yeah, Wanda Magic Missiles is pretty great. Um, is there a limitation on who can use a Wanda Magic Missiles? I forget about Wand. Um wand stuff uh, but I think a magic weapon would be pretty good ooh plus one javelin uh, a plus one hand axe would be a pretty good thing because you could throw it and you could um, well artificers can create these things too uh, so they're you know magic weapons are not as Pro much of a problem. Uh, Brochure shielding is elite for a big bad evil guy up against a team with warlocks. Yeah, right. I would forget. I'd give it to him, and then I'd forget and do full damage anyway. I forget all that. I forget that stuff all the time. Hand axe comes back Thor style. Yeah. So Snark Knight actually, um, artificers have an ability to make a magic weapon that returns like that. So I don't think. Uh, throwing one in the game it's kind of cooler when artificers give it to their friends and i think we have we have at least one artificer in this group um nothing's leaping out so i think we're gonna go with the uh the wand of magic missiles uh um I think that that is a, a a good treasure that they will like. Um, I might throw in another. So, oh, they have the Wand of Magic Missiles. They have the Chilling Gnomish String of Beads, five charges of shield. Um, that's a pretty good one. And I think I want to do one more relic uh, that has to do with um, uh, relics that has to do with fire. So when they beat the Scorching Ray... Uh, maybe there's an item that can also uh, cast Scorching Ray. Um, 
So how about a smooth uh, uh, obsidian sphere that can cast fireball? It can cast fireball once. That's a good one. So they beat the living scorching ray, and it goes, and it kind of forms into this ball that sort of rolls on the ground. They can feel the heat, and they feel like you know they can throw it, and it will explode like a fireball. I think that's pretty good. So we're good there. Um, I know I'm running late on this video. Uh, monsters, I'm set. I got thugs. I've got a um, acolyte. Uh, the guy's been charming everybody. Age guy. I've got um, bandits, living, scorching ray. So I'm all set. So yeah, that is where the game looks. Uh, I want to thank everybody for coming into the stream today. I hope you enjoyed uh, watching the preparations for today's Eberron game. And next week, I will let all you guys uh, know how it goes. Uh, for 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 all of us stuck at home, I hope you are able to find a good way to continue to play D and D online. It is a it's actually a really good opportunity to get together with friends and family that we normally can't get together with. So uh, uh, please take that opportunity, and uh, I hope this was useful. And I will see you all of you guys next week. So have a great week, my friends.